Welcome to the Money Mentors podcast and this is uh, the first podcast for 2018 so great to have you with us. Uh, my name is Nathan Lear and I'm with Glenn Fairburn. Uh, today we are brought to you by Hewson Private Wealth, one of Australia's leading independent wealth management firms. Uh, today Glenn and I are going to have a, a talk about some financial New Year's resolutions. Uh, obviously, at the start of the year, it's a it's a it's a relevant time to perhaps sit down and and review um, your finances and some things you can put in place to make the most of the 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 next period. So we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome again, everyone, to our first podcast for 2018. Happy New Year to everyone. Um, this time of the year, I suppose a lot of people are looking at New Year's resolutions and things that they can put in place to hopefully enable them to have a great 2018. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to focus on today was, I suppose, looking at um, setting goals and also some of the key priorities that you should perhaps put in place um, for the next 12 months when looking at your finances. Um, look, I suppose one of the things that is a great start when you're looking at um, New Year's resolutions or just planning for the year ahead. I think it's just you know spending a little bit of time um, working out what your goals are for the next 12 months. And also, um, Nathan, one of the key things that um, I hear continually is, is the importance of just writing down those goals. I think a lot of people you know, map out their goals and perhaps have them in the back of their mind as to what they you know, want to achieve over the next 12 months. But you know, I continue to hear how important it is just to write them down and how effective that can be. Would you agree with that, just writing them down? Definitely writing them down is, is very important and, and it's an exercise that can be done at this time of the year, the start of the year. Um, and I think also being specific with your, with your goals. I mean, don't have, you know, really generic, like if it's a financial goal, let's say you've got a mortgage, pay down my mortgage, a generic goal. Have a specific goal like pay off $30,000 off my... Whatever the goal is, just I think be specific is another yeah, point. Yeah, definitely. And to be honest, that's a really good segue into, um, I suppose, a, a somewhat of a, a, a good formula to use when, you, when you're looking at um, creating the goals. Um, I mean, Tony Robbins, who a lot of people may be familiar with, follows what's called the SMART principle, um, which is effectively a bit of an acronym for the S... Um, defined as specific so as you were saying just be specific with the goals don't be too generic um, have goals that are measurable so that's the m um, so things that you can actually look at at the end of the year and and and, be, and i suppose be better able to measure how you perform with that particular so, goal so on that if you did goals at the start of 2017 last year have a look at them and see how so measurable the second the second letter there i think that's a good a good suggestion, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think mm. that, as we were saying earlier, write down the goals, but don't just put them in the bottom of the drawer and never Forget look at them it. again. What's the point of writing it down if you, you never... You should be yeah. looking at them all the time. And, and you know, the A, as, as part of that SMART, is, is make them achievable. I mean, it's all good and well to have, um, you know, grand objectives, but, you know, if, you, if one of your goals is to be a billionaire in 12 months' time, probably not going to happen. It'd be great if it did, but... Um, so, once again... Being specific, measurable, achievable, being realistic, and also the, the final point is set a time frame. So you might sort of set out some goals over a twelve-month period. They don't all have to be goals that you want to achieve by the end of the year. They could be shorter-term time frame than that. So within a month, within three months, 
um, and maybe over a 12-month time frame. So look, just a, a fairly simple formula to follow. But I think what we're trying to um, encourage people to do is to spend a little bit of time just brainstorming, having some goals. You don't have to have a lot of goals, even if it's one or two or you know up to five goals. I think that's a really good start um, and, and writing them down. I think that, that just gives you that accountability, um, gives you that reminder, maybe put them on your desktop, on your computer, have them on your fridge at home just so you're continually reminded. Mm. Um, have, have a system so you're accountable to them and yeah. if that means if you've got a spouse, I don't know, Definitely. do it with your really spouse. Good idea. And Share then, it with your, 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 you know, your spouse, your business colleagues. Because um, once you tell people or tell, tell people your goals, you, you kind of have to own them. Yeah, you? you feel more accountable because you yeah. think well, people know about these goals, they better do something about them. Mm. So once you've done that, as far as um, some of our ideas with some key goals that people should be looking at um, over the next 12 months, Nathan, what, what do you think would be the priority from a financial perspective? I think at the start of the year, it's always a good thing to revisit the dreaded budget. Um, understand, it's so important to understand what you're spending and what you can save because then that can dictate what strategies you can put in place going forward. So for example, you know, if you can put more on your mortgage, yeah, you've got a pay rise throughout the year. So you redo your budget at the start of the year. Okay, I can put a little bit extra onto my mortgage. That's going to make sure or that'll help me repay it earlier. It, or, it also enables you to see whether those goals are realistic as well, doesn't it? Because you might say, well, I want to repay $100,000 of debt. But if you're looking at your budget, you might not even have that amount in cash flow. So mm. you know, it, it, does, it does give you that means to determine what's achievable over that period of time as well, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think, yeah, one thing I'd say is just perhaps look at the budget. Hopefully you may have a budget and you listen to our earlier podcast and you have a budget in place. Um, and quite often, you, know, you, you might have completed that budget six months or a year ago. Start of the year, great time to review it and plan for the year ahead. Definitely. Um, I, I think the, the, one of the other key things that I'd be suggesting would be to um, really take control. Um, I wrote a blog recently about delayed gratification. And effectively what that means is that instead of being um, tempted to use your credit card to bring forward some expenditure, um, really take control of your um, budget, take control of your finances and one, trying to get rid of the debt, um, in particular credit card debt. We've spoken about it so many times, how expensive it is. Um, and I, I think that for a lot of people, they just have to accept that there's going to be a little bit of short-term pain and you know, delaying that gratification. So just saying to yourself, look, I'm going to go without for a period of time. I really want to focus on repaying that debt because until you get your credit cards and personal loans and that high-cost debt repaid, you can really never set yourself up to achieve your longer-term objective. So one of the key things that I'd be really encouraging people to do is to, once they've done their budget, really determine, okay, what are my means to help myself repay this debt as quickly as possible so that but also even if it means cutting up the credit card really restructuring your how you run your affairs and how you how you manage your day-to-day expenses and trying to put behind you you know the credit cards just just moving on from that because it can be really dangerous and it really just does hold you back significantly from achieving those longer term objectives if you have a budget and you know what you spend which you should you should be able to figure out what you can pay off your debt over the course of the year, whether it's credit card debt, a, a personal loan, or a, or a more a big mortgage. So there shouldn't be any. If you get it right, you know, barring any unforeseen events, you should be able to kind of predict what's going to happen over the course of the year and how much you can actually eat into that debt. 
Yeah, and as I said, I suppose it's also the, the reason why you've got a credit card debt is because you've brought forward expenditure. So mm. you've basically spent money that you haven't had. Eventually, that has to come home to roost, doesn't it? So eventually, you've got to go through a period where maybe, as I said earlier, you do go through a little bit of pain. But I think that pain's really worth it because once you've gotten rid of that debt, it really just takes a big monkey off your back and, and you can really just switch from that debt reduction to maybe the next point that I was going to um, talk about was getting that investment plan started. There's no better time to start investing than today. Um, you know, I, I think that as we've said many times through the power of compounding, the sooner you start investing, the better you off, the better off you'll be um, longer term. Yeah, and, and I and just on that, I'm 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 big on automation, and and if you can allocate a sum of money each pay period to your wealth creation strategy, let's say you do your numbers, and I can put a couple hundred dollars a week or a month to a, a wealth creation plan, um, automate it. Have set go jump on your um go online online banking, set it up. You get paid on a certain day on that day. Have the money go out into your investment plan whatever that is and that take the take the temptation out of it you can't if that money's in your bank account you're not going to go and blow it on something that you don't need you're going to put it towards your long-term wealth creation plan definitely and i think it's the, the i suppose another bit of advice would be trying to align your investment with those objectives that we spoke about yep. earlier because although you're setting goals for the next 12 months um, it may be that you have a longer term goal and let's just say it's a five-year goal to accumulate a certain amount as a housing deposit or for retirement, um, the easiest way to achieve the longer-term goals is to break them down into shorter-term goals. So effectively saying to yourself, what do I need to achieve in the next 12 months to help me get to that longer-term goal? So once again, aligning your investment strategy with your objective. So if it's a shorter-term objective, it might be um, you know, saving for a holiday, then obviously you don't want to invest in those assets, assets that may be volatile in nature. But if you're looking at a longer-term goal, like five, six, seven years plus, then you should be perhaps looking at assets that may have the potential to grow over that period of time. Obviously, speaking to an advisor around constructing the strategy that's specific to what your objectives are. Mm. And, and on your delayed gratification concept before, if you, if you want to save for a holiday... And let's say you need ten thousand dollars. You could eat, you could obviously go and put it on the credit card um, and have the holiday now. Yeah, or if you don't have the money, the smart thing to do would be to save for it. So you could put in your budget. For example, if you want ten thousand dollars in a year's time, you could put two hundred dollars a week, which is ten thousand four hundred dollars, into a dedicated holiday account. I think that's a smart way to do it, isn't it? If you if you don't have the money, look. I think the simple fact is, as I was saying earlier. If if you don't get that system right and you continually use debt to service your expenditure, you're never going to get anywhere. I think that's just a simple fact. You really have to flip the way you manage your finances on its head and start you know, setting aside funds to use your own money to fund expenditure as opposed to you know, using the bank's money where you're going to be paying 20% plus in interest. In terms of getting ahead, it's not <laughs> you don't have to be a rocket science to work, work out. You need to spend less than you earn save the difference and invest the difference and make and make kind of returns and compound on that don't you definitely so definitely. i think a lot of people do it the other way where they spend more than they earn well it, it all mm. comes back to compound returns doesn't it mm. so effectively earning interest on your interest um and in, in the blog that i wrote recently about delayed gratification i made comment of 
Albert Einstein's eighth wonder of the world, which is compound interest. I think he's um, sort of paraphrasing. He says that those who understand it earn it and those who don't, don't pay it. So that's effectively saying that if you understand compound, then you're likely to invest that money and benefit from compounding returns over time. If you don't and you, and you spend your money, then you're going to be paying interest on that, mm. which can – it's like reverse compounding, isn't it? Because you're paying interest on interest if you don't repay the principal. Um, so moving on to the next concept, um, I think it's it's important just to review other um, a bit of a financial checklist. I mean, we, we've spoken about the importance of getting a budget, getting rid of debt. I think it's also important for people to look at other things like just superannuation. Um, if you haven't looked at it for a while, it might be the appropriate time just to sit down, look at your investment option, look at your nominations, look at the costs involved in the fund. Um, Con- contributions. Contributions, definitely. I mean, if you're sort of if in the last 12 months you might have repaid some debt, you've got a bit of free cash flow, um, perhaps you're getting closer to retirement than not, then maybe it is time to sit down with an advisor and work out how you can tax effectively contribute more to superannuation because you know, even with all the changes that came into effect from 1 July this year, um, there's still considerable benefits in, in investing through superannuation. So obviously the tax rate at 15%, um, the ability to make you know, tax-effective contributions of 25000 a year, um, which are available to everyone now. So anyone can make contributions and get deductions into superannuation. So I think it's just a good time of the year just to sit down and, 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 and as we said earlier, set some goals, but also put in place some strategies to um, achieve your longer-term retirement objectives or longer-term financial objectives. Um, and there's no better place to start than looking at your superannuation. Probably, probably another lead on to another thing to to review for the year year ahead is probably your insurances um look obviously each year your situation changes so the level of uh, insurance that you need may increase or decrease i think the start of the year is always a good time to take stop take stock and have a look at your level of cover definitely i mean you know over a 12 month period a lot can change and if you're doing the right thing and maybe you're, you're repaying debt so you're actually improving your financial position Reviewing your insurance may be an opportunity to actually cut some expenditure, which does provide mm. further capacity to either save more for a shorter-term objective or put more money into superannuation. So insurance isn't always something that has to increase. And I think a lot of policies have that automatic indexation where they're going up by you know, 3% or 4% every year. But the simple fact is that over time, you should be reducing your level of insurance arguably as your financial position improves. So I think that's a great suggestion there. Look, probably the and probably the last the, the last one I was going to mention anyway, Glenn was uh, just just estate planning. Um, just if you have a well, if you don't have a, a will or uh, a power of attorney arrangements in place, think about getting them set up. Uh, if you do have it in place and it needs a review, um, now's the time to maybe think about getting that reviewed. Absolutely, I mean, I, there's probably a lot of people on holidays at the moment throughout January. Um, that have been putting off getting their wills done. They don't think it's an Im- important thing, but you know, dying without a will can can create a lot of issues for those left behind. Um, so I think it is one of those things where if you've got the time, um, or even if you don't have the time, make the time, get it done. And it, as you were saying, I mean, yes, you need probably important to re- to read it every year and just run your eyes over it. But I think at least having a will means that you're ticking off a lot of the things that are just essential if you're not here. So looking at beneficiaries, guardians for children, um, but also just making sure that your assets pass to those um, that you want them to. Um, so I think that's just a, you know, an important thing that just needs to be done. 
Um, so look, I suppose you know, we're, we're very keen to just give our listeners some some key ideas. So just, just to sort of rehash the, the, the key themes for 2018 or any year really um, as, as a bit of a checklist, get a budget done, looking at where, where you're spending your money and perhaps where you can have scope for savings, um, looking at effectively getting rid of all your bad debt. So putting in place an appropriate strategy to repay that credit card debt or those personal loans as quickly as possible. Starting to invest, the best time to start is today. Regardless of what markets have done in in the short term, you might think that markets are expensive or whatever it may be. But once again, if you're taking that longer term view, the best time to start is today. Looking at your superannuation, um, as, as much as people might think that retirement's many, many years away, superannuation is still a very core component of that. The sooner you start, the better. Making sure your investment options um, are appropriate, making sure that you're perhaps contributing as best you can. Um, and the two final points, reviewing your insurance, there, there might be some potential for savings um, and also getting those wills and powers of attorney done. And don't, don't be afraid to seek advice as well. Uh, obviously, you know, these are some uh, a bit of a financial checklist that, that we've, we've spoken about and some things for you to consider. But yeah, don't be afraid to reach out to a professional advisor and, and perhaps seek advice. Absolutely. I think you mentioned earlier, Nathan, the importance of perhaps sharing your goals and objectives with friends and colleagues. Um, I think that's like achieving anything in life, you know, whether it's achieving a fitness goal or losing weight, having a personal trainer can be great to get the plan in place but also to hold you accountable and give you that motivation and encouragement along the way and I think that's where advisors can really help it's not just putting in place the strategy it's just being that um, you know the, the the person to talk to that coach along the way making sure that you're doing all that you can to achieve your objectives um, and there's professionals who are dealing with this sort of stuff every day of the week that can really add value so I definitely echo those comments and you know seek advice and, and don't be afraid to you know to do it because we all know how important your finances are to your overall well-being up there with with family and health finances are, are rated amongst the most important uh kind of aspect of people's lives so you know we all we, we all seek medical attention when we need to and we all you know, spend time with our families, but often people neglect the finances. So we hope that at the start of the year, you know, that might be a, a bit of a call to action to, to do something about your finances. Absolutely. I think that, you know, us sort of um, reeling through those key points can be pretty daunting. People think, oh, it's just too much to do. I'm, not, I'm just not even going to start. Whereas if you, if you employ the services of a, of a good advisor, they'll be the ones who will effectively help you through that process. So they'll look at your superannuation. They'll look at your insurance. They'll perhaps put you in contact with a solicitor to help you with wills, powers of attorney. So I think that's just a great suggestion and a great start to the year is to set your goals, look at those key points and perhaps you know take the plunge and, and seek some advice. Um, so look, thanks everyone for our first podcast of this year. Um, look forward to speaking to you all again next week. Thank you for joining us today for the Money Mentors podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, please look at Hewison Private Wealth's website, which is www.hewison.com.au. Uh, please also search for Hewison Private Wealth via the social media channels, including uh, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. If you enjoy the podcast, we'd really love if you could uh, subscribe to it and also uh uh, rate the podcast. If you have any feedback for us, we're always welcome the feedback. You can email us at uh, moneymentors at 
www.ai.org.au. Uh, just a reminder that uh, today's podcast was general advice only and we did not consider your specific circumstances. Uh, we look forward to having you next time.